What's going on, boys and girls? And welcome to the 94th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And Jamie, I do believe, thinking about it, let me think about it. Give me some time. Give me some time! Stop talking! I'm trying to think! Oh, it's the Chronicles of Deprivation Festival. Yeah! Absolutely amazing. And we're joined by Martin Camp, is that correct? That is 100% correct. Lovely, perfect, then we might as well get started. <laughs> Hi there, you're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Mann. Hi guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. And hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. My name's Martin. I'm the organizer and promoter of the Deprivation Festival. Uh, and you're listening to or watching even the Chronicles of Podcast. Carrot and some cheese are enough for dinner. It's just being you, Summer Pumpkin. That's when my doctor walked into the room like, Milk makes your bones go strong, Jamie! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 94th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And... Are the chronicles of the deprivation festival with Martin Camp? It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and joining me, as always, as always, is this handsome bugger right here. I love that you made it's weirdly right. You did Halo with the these, but it started sounding like "If you want my bunny engine," or whatever that song is. Come on, baby, let me know. That's what it sounded like originally. And then I, when you did this, I was like, "Ah, oh, okay." That no, kind of makes sense. No, Roger. Um, maybe another week. It's the Scotsman Tom. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Chronicles of the Deprivation Festival. As we have just returned from the 2000 Trees Festival, um, you're going to get a big recap. Uh, on that little mother shortly um but i brought what i've only brought one this week because i wanted to really get into the nitty and really recap the most amazing last five days that we had um away at upcote farm at the 2000 trees festival which was wine tasting is the fucking weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life Mm. why does someone go pay money to go lovely oh i do love a nice red real lovely stuff Hmm. <laughs> what? Do you know what? I've never. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's like no, we're either. not gonna. We're not gonna taste. The, oh no, because I swill. You see, because I swill. It's got a very jammy heft of grape. You see, and it's got just just that lovely flavour. Yeah, but you never swallowed it. Yeah, but did you know it? I got that really hench, like lovely red taste. Yeah, but you didn't actually taste because you didn't swallow it. Yeah, but you know, spitting it makes it gives it a, a taste in the mouth. You don't need it. It's a 1974 Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> I can actually remember the first time I experienced wine tasting, and I'm still as confused today, even though it's been explained to me because it just makes no fucking sense. Because I, I don't, don't, but I went to the good food show with my mom many years ago. And it's literally a table full of glasses of wine and cardboard boxes attached to the table for people to spit into. I was like, what the fuck? Why cardboard? Cardboard? They must have been lined or something, you know, like box wines. I imagine it was... Okay. Because otherwise, yeah, it'd just be dripping through the bottle, wouldn't it? It'd be gross. Oh. But yeah, I'd never got it because it'd be like... 
Yes, beautiful, darling, beautiful. I don't spit things out that I don't like personally. But you know. so is that how people drink? Do you reckon that's how people drink wine at home? <laughs> it's a little spit bucket down the side of the sofa. Yeah, <laughs> like like a tobacco thing, like ping. But it's like, <laughs> oh my god, I love this Pinot Grigio. I love it. Four ninety nine, like a Lamborghini. It's lovely. Oh, delicious! I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> is that why they spit so they don't get drunk? That's that's the only thing I can think of. I don't. I assume so, but I think it's dumb as fuck because you're not you, you're getting the taste, and but you're not. But swallowing it's the whole point, surely, is it not? Oh no! All I know is that wine taste, the way they talk, like the impression you're doing, then are the most pretentious fuckers on this planet. Especially like I'm getting hints of cloves and cinnamon. Like, fuck off! Just drink it. Do they br- do they breathe in like that as they do they? <laughs> get a cold at the same time. <laughs> I, I just don't I don't get it and it always seems to be red wine I don't know why whenever you see people do wine taste it's always red wine it's more flavour I guess I think white's drier I, I don't I'm not a wine connoisseur James so I'm not able to, I can't really answer that question for you but and it's always weird because they always like swill it and go oh yes hints of orange and citrus citrus yes it's definitely citrus in them and vine leaves and then they have the swig and then they go oh that's an 18th century <laughs> merlot that from the depths of chili yes it's definitely chilean and you're like how the fuck do you know that it's like hey gringo and oh there's this little chilean man it's like swirling around in the glass <laughs> No, excuse me, senor. <laughs> Please don't drink me. I don't need to be drunk. <laughs> oh, it's been aged in a barrel for under the water for 7,000 years. It's beautiful, darling, beautiful. Fuck off. It's just like this little chilli and leprechaun. <laughs> I might just saw this. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, but yeah. We, in the bottom <laughs> of the glass. Stop spinning me, senor. I don't not like it. Because obviously you don't do it with anything else. <laughs> Imagine having like, you know... You get like a glass of milk. Mm. Oh, yes, it's got the creamy full flat. Yeah, it's definitely full flat. It's blue, that is. It's blue from Asda. <laughs> Saying that, some people are like it with ales. I mean, some people like it with ales. They're like, oh, you can taste the fucking hops in that, Dave. It's just more of a common version, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's just a drunkard. That's just an <laughs> alcoholic, that is. Oh, it's really hoppy. I don't know what that tastes like. Does it mean I jump around everywhere or what what goes on? I, I like it's weird. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. And stop doing it. If you want to enjoy wine, swallow the fucker. Cause you know, I'm sure whoever made that's like, you absolute bastard. How dare you not enjoy my wine? How dare you spit it out? Is there something wrong with it? Is it disgusting? What's wrong with you? Um, so yeah, that was just my little like weird thing for the start of the show. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the 94th edition. Take a seat. Strap yourselves in. 94 edition. Six to go, baby. Six to go. Well, I'd like to think it'd be more than that, but, you know. Just to that monumental episode. Oh, well, you weren't specific. So I was like, what, are we ending in six episodes? Or what's going on? Um, But still, obviously, (laughs) we have just returned from the 2000 Trees Festival and it was for the first, first ever time we've ever been, and it was just un- it was just unreal. Um, I want to give a massive shout out to uh, to Haley, to Matt, uh, and Holly from Good as Gold Group, uh, James Scarlett, obviously, who is part owner, uh, and Bam Booker for the festival, who obviously we spoke to that 
pretty much opened the door. I don't know, Scott Stam, I don't know when. Um, he obviously opened the door for us to get us in. And that sort of thing, it was just it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, and Hannah of Hold Tight as well. It was lovely to liaise with everybody and meet laps. It was just great. I can't, I, I even struggled because I wanted to put a post out to be like, thank you so much to everybody um, for for being legends and for being really nice to us and for looking after us and stuff. And I, I had to delete the post like 15 times. Like, I don't actually know what I want to write, to be honest. More the case of like, speechless like I, don't, I genuinely don't know how to put it into words because it was just unbelievable um before i obviously let you say your piece um i also want to say a massive thank you to john mahon to ollie root to mark from mark and me uh, and to sean smith for being absolute legends and really checking on this and making sure that you know we're all good and just for being genuine heroes being so nice they really are i'm, I'm in the exact same boat as you i still haven't really put anything out on my personal social medias because i don't know what to say because it it really is speechless and mind blown. Like the week we've just had, the people we've met, the things we've got to do, the lovely comments we've had back from people. Yeah, it's it's really mind blowing. <laughs> like I, I, even now, a podcast where you're supposed to do the talky talky thing, the words are not working for me because I just don't know how to express how yeah. I feel. About yeah, it. It's crazy. But it was just it's just amazing and. I am gonna I am gonna say it, you know, I am I'm gonna be I like it was great to meet Matt from Nevermind Polly Podcast. Um it was great to, you know, see Danny P. Carter again, obviously former guest. It was great to get Sean Smith on the show, um, to get John and Ollie from the John Mahon show on the show. Like that was absolutely just moments, you know, that is obviously a star interview as well, thanks to t- the fucking torrential rain. Um there's some absolute belters out there that you guys are gonna see once Jamie gets time to edit it all together. Um, but like, I'm genuinely excited for people to check it out and to see what we've done uh, and for the interviews we've done and for the people we've met. So um, yeah, watch this space guys. Keep subscribed to the YouTube because there's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some great content coming out. Uh, we want to take time to edit it properly and make sure it's all delicious before we, uh, before we smash it out there. Absolutely. Just to give you guys a heads up as well. We got to spend some great time with our friends at Sophie Lancaster Foundation who were there at 2000 Trees for the first time. Massive thank you to everyone that went to the tent and said hello. Go and pick up some new Sophie merch. The black on black hoodie is absolutely beautiful. I was worried it wouldn't come through on the camera and it is. Thank God for that. But yeah, the merch is absolutely beautiful. The new merch out there. It was great to meet the new members of the team we haven't met yet. It was great to see those guys. Again, massive thank you to everyone that went and said hello. But we have got so much content coming your way. Should we tell them how many interviews we did? We're 29, Jamie. We did 29. Yeah. So it was uh it was meant to be 30. It was actually meant to be the big 3-0, but um and sadly, no, it was meant to be 31, but sadly two bands dropped out. Um which is understandable. You know, things happen, things, you know, shit gets in the way, etc. So um we it wasn't to be it wasn't foreseen, let's put it that way. Um, so that's no issue at all but no it's great uh, it was just a really really fucking awesome five days it's a shame we didn't get to check many bands out um, but for me highlights for me were Holding Absence and uh, Skindred and Noisy so yeah, three bands I thoroughly enjoyed I, was say, I think we only saw about five bands in total anyway but for me yeah Skindred because why wouldn't it be Skindred just know how to throw a party it's incredible Bat Sabbath I absolutely loved 
it was a bit chaotic at the start, but then it really got into it. And they played my two favorite Black Sabbath songs to end it. And Delilah Barn, I absolutely fucking adore that woman. So the fact we got to speak to her and then I got to go watch her live was absolutely amazing. She put on an amazing performance. She even put out on her Instagram that like it was her favorite festival performance she's ever done. The crowd absolutely fucking loved her. So yeah, it was just great. Great standout performances. Great weekend. And yeah, at some point in time, I may be able to actually express how I feel about it all. Cage fight? Cage fight were fantastic as well. That woman's voice is phenomenal. In fact, yeah. It's superb. Yeah, it's got some uh it I, I don't know how it came out of her, to be honest. So I was like, holy shit. Unbelievable like incredible. And especially as you guys will hear when we release the interview of Cage Fight. She's such a timid lady as well. She barely speaks, such soft-spoken. And then when that voice comes out, when she sings, my God. Just I don't know if it was timidness or just the fact that she didn't want to speak to save her voice. It could have been that as well. So, yeah, but still, it's great. So we're excited for you to see. Uh, we've got a vlog on the way, and then we'll release the interviews like we did for Bloodstock last year. Um, so, yeah, how are you anyway, my friend? How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. I've been feeling a bit bleh since we got back. But, yeah, I'm all right. Just, I'm feeling that post-festival blues, to be honest. I feel I just haven't really settled back into being back home, and that sounds odd, but I don't know. I'm just like, come on, I want to go do more. I want to do more. I don't know. I'm sat in the house. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? How are you, my friend? Yeah, same. Uh, still still quite knackered. I, I've, I've gone back to work already as well, so it's just been, um, been a bit poo. The, the, the post-festival blues, like I say, they are genuinely a thing. They are genuinely a thing. Um, so we're just keeping everything crossed that the that email comes in this week uh for the Bloodstock Festival. So fingers crossed that we've we've applied. So you know, hopefully we'll be doing it all over again um in three, four weeks' time. So quite excited about that. Uh yeah, but um some great things have been going on as well, actually. Uh I got headhunted yesterday. Um, so which has been sweet. So um I'm I'm in the works of sorting that out at the moment uh, in regards to my working situation, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, but yeah, man, like just just everything. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it tomorrow. So tomorrow is Wednesday, the 12th of July. Tomorrow at 11.25, I'm having two of the biggest teeth removed out of my jaw and I'm not looking forward to it. So that should be an interesting... That should be interesting. I've got the day off, so at least I've got that yeah. to try and recover. It's just that I'm going to have two fuck-off holes in my face. In my mouth, obviously. You will be able to see them, but just get to get past the... Yeah. Uh, but to me, I sound like I'm talking normally. Yeah. Where I'm just dribbling everywhere. <laughs> wisdom teeth, yeah. One wisdom tooth right back here, and the molar right next to it. Oh, at least it's both. It's the, wis- the wisdom tooth. Is hitting, it's coming in sideways and hitting, hit my molar, and it's all black. It's dead. That's exactly what happened to mine. Yeah. I remember I had some dental work done, and my mad, the way they numb my mouth, I literally couldn't spit. There's a video somewhere of me trying to say, oh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck a woodchuck could chuck wood? But my mouth being numb. It's just, I'm pretty much like, yeah, it's just, it's not easy to talk with your mouth numb. So have some fun with it. So he decides to do a rhyme. Yeah, I, I don't know. It would be fun. You know not me. I use myself. Come on. We know this. It's not so. Ob- obviously, other than uh, other than 2000 trees, how's, how's your week been? 
yeah, it's been doing? Right. Uh, since we last recorded, I think I've done two days of work, <laughs> of reannering, sorry. Um, nothing eventful there, really, just, you know, work. Obviously, we went to 2000 Trees. Um, the day we got back from 2000 Trees, I went and saw the kids. I was absolutely knackered. <laughs> I was like, what can we do, kids? Let's go for a walk. And I was like, oh, let's go get McDonald's because we hadn't eaten properly in like a week. I was like, I want me McDonald's. Walked to McDonald's. I was like, I'm having two drinks. I'm having a meal. Oh, because we hadn't eaten all week. I was like, oh my God, I'm so bilious. I'm so full. Oh, it wasn't a good idea, but God, was it needed at the same time. Um, I booked my first driving lesson. The day after my birthday, I will finally start learning to drive. I'm rather pooing myself on that one, but things. And I feel like ever since I booked it, I keep seeing disasters on the road or things that make me scared keep happening. So I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Ah. Like when, fine. when your sister gave us a lift back the, the other day, I am terrified of country roads. And what do we have to drive down? Every country road. <laughs> well, you can't see what's coming down the road. It's like, ah. absolutely poo myself, but there we are. It'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, you will. Fine. Um, and other than that, last night I went to a gig. I went to go see Generation Sex, which is such a great name. But half of Generation X, half of the Sex Pistols. Uh, support was grade two. I'd never heard them before, but they were really good. Really good, solid punk band. I actually quite enjoyed them. Um, the other support was Bob Villain. I, I don't get it. I don't get the hype. They're just, they're just a bit poo. And he comes across as a bit of a knob. Yeah, not for me. Didn't really enjoy that. Um, plus, who writes a song about hating Elvis? Who hates Elvis? Come on. Um, <laughs> and then Generation Sex. It was one of those nostalgia moments. We are like, yeah, I love these songs. But it was pretty fucking dreadful at the same time. Billy Idol and Steve Jones just looked like someone's nan, especially Steve Jones. The amount of time Steve Jones played the wrong notes. Uh, he literally at one point was like, Everyone stopped cheering and distracting me because he couldn't get the intro right to dancing with myself. Like, things like that. But <laughs> at the same time, it was great, if that makes any sense whatsoever. It was, no. like, it was just like a great atmosphere in the room. I think I might have been like one of the youngest people in the room, mind. But like, everywhere I looked was like these old punks still with their mohawks, stuff like that. I was like, fucking love this. This is great. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Played like my two favorite Sex Pistols songs. And take a Paul Cook on the drums, though. My God, that man can still go. Like, I think he's actually got better than when they played originally because he was just fucking going for it. I was like, I wish I had that man's energy. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was good. And watching-wise, uh, I am on Red Dwarf Season 2, Episode 1, the introduction of Crichton. My God, does he look very different in the first time you see him to when you, the Crichton, you know. And I'm on Yellow Jacket Season 2, Episode 3. So, fingers crossed, by the time we actually release the episode of Craig, I'd have watched it all. And, yeah, it's very, very, very good. I won't spoil anything, obviously, in case you do want to watch it, but it's very good. And, yeah, that's pretty much it, really, because, obviously, we spent four or five days together in a field, so which we've already spoke about, so that was most of my week there. How about you, sir? What have you been up to? Fuck all. Fuck all. There we go. Frankly, obviously, 2000 Trees happened. Um, before then, just worked. So just re-entered more than anything else. Um, watched a new show called Colin from Accounts, which we finished last night on BBC iPlayer. I can't recommend that show enough. If you know um, Australian comedy, it's really good, and then it just gets really heart wrenchy. There was an episode though where I, I I hardly watched it because it was so cringe. I felt sick. I don't like cringy comedy like at all. It makes me feel really 
odd and weird. And I don't like it. I don't want to do myself. And the second to last episode, I just kept being like, no, anyway. So I kept looking around. I kept looking at my phone. I kept like playing with Keris's feet. I was just like, I just don't know what else to do. So I was just a bit like, no, no, thanks. No, thanks. I'm just going to la, 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 la. Um, so yeah, that's literally what I did for that. Um, uh, been, I'm on season seven, episode 20 of Frasier. Fucking hell. I think. I love it. I just love it. It's huh? flying through that. Yeah, it's great. It's so fun. It's so funny. It's so. There was an episode. There's obviously because it has just like every comedy. There's what episodes dotted about where they are continuously fucking hilarious. Like you know, something happens and then something follows on from that happens and something follows on from that happens. And it was just, I was, I was on the floor. I, I hurt because I was laughing so much. I was. It was great. I love those moments. Um. But yeah, like I said, because we've been in, at Trees most of this, it's like I've hardly done anything. I came home, we had a roast dinner. That was absolutely amazing. Um, uh, and yeah, I've been reanering. So here we are. Not a lot. Not a lot's really happened. Trees has been the main thing. So um, yeah, and we're just hoping for Bloodstock. So shortest catch up. I know. Shortest yeah. catch up with that, yeah. What did you do? Spent most of it in a field. Sorted. Let's go. <laughs> well, yeah, we did. We spent most of it in trees. It was, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get the videos over to you so we can get them edited and get them out. So it's going to be brilliant. I have got to ask though, Mr. Stevens, what was your first night back in your own bed like for you? It was all right. Cause my, but I brought my own pillows. So I was very pillowless on my first night here because obviously I had to wash them and they weren't ah. dry. Fine though, like, I still I, I still feel shitting knackered now though. So um, hopefully with a line tomorrow before I go to the dentiste, I should be alright. Yeah, I slept like a fucking log that night, but still I'm knackered. I've been dozing off most of the day. Just been sitting. I don't even know why. <laughs> I just feel because so it's quiet. fucking hard work. That's why it's exhausting. Yeah, we we worked hard, boys. We worked hard. That silent disco on the last night was fucking great as well. Oh. John, you beautiful man. And Damo, you beautiful man. And those two other people I don't know the names of. And, Sh- and Sean as well, actually. He took over, didn't he? Yeah, it was great. Sean and Morgan. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Really looking forward to next year already. Absolutely. 2000 Trees, we can't thank you enough. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful few days. But now we're caught up. Should we check in with our other beautiful friend? We should definitely. Braden, what's going on at Stay Cozy? All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Best advert ever. And I cannot disagree, sir. So, uh, but anyway, it's time for Cam's Treachings. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Right. Oh, we've missed our boy, Jamie. What is Callum treating us this week? 
Alcohol is more socially accepted to be drunk in public than milk is. <laughs> He's got a point. So this is weird. I feel like we're living in each other's heads sometimes. We talked about wine tasting earlier. Yeah. yeah. And I mentioned milk. This generally is not correlated anyway. We haven't spoke. I haven't spoken to him to even bring this up. <laughs> I, do, I don't even know what the fuck to say to that. But a very good point. But, and this is a big but, milkshakes. <clears throat> so milkshakes are drunk in public. Um, I'm, obviously, he said milk. So he's obviously not on about the flavoured uh, kinds of milk. He just meant milk in general. I mean, I've drunk milk in public. I think I remember getting a little tiny, you, know, you can get the little, like the long and thin ones. Let's go whoop, straight down. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I love I love drinking milk. I know vegans are going to lose their shit right now. But um, the human body's not meant to digest it. I don't really give a shit to advance to you. As long as you're not drinking it, you're fine. I'll do whatever I like, thanks. Um, thou doth protest too much. Um, if people stand there and start telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing, then I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I like. All right? As long as, so, you're, not, huh? as, long as you're not hurting anyone, it's fine. Exactly. It's really like, you shouldn't be drinking cows, but the body's not meant to absorb it. Right. But I've drunk it since I was zero, so I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. I remember hearing as I was growing up, milk makes your bones grow strong. So can't be that bad. Was it literally like that? Yeah, literally like that. That's how my doctor walked into the room like, milk makes your bones grow strong, Jamie. Who are? <laughs> Would you like a chew of this piece of hay? <laughs> I get my cow- my milk straight from Daisy out back of the bloody pharmacy. Right. Me and my grandpappy, we was out back shitting our britches. Uh, <laughs> We're herding the cows. Same now, just what well I thought of drink, drink a nice glass of milk. And I'll tell you what, Jamie, raw. When, we're going to get down to that anal probe. Don't you worry about that. But first, let me tell you a little story about Grandpappy. He always said, she burns out in the oven, then I'm cooked. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, now let's have a little daddy jabs, huh? Make sure Aww. that's all right. That, that, that generally is a thing. They can put a camera down there. I hope that never, ever happens in my entire fucking life. It does. I will cry. Just no, never. But yeah, alcohol is way more socially acceptable to drink in public. I'd love it, though. I'd love it if somebody was in a pub and it was like, oh, I'll have a pint of Foster's or whatever the fuck. You know, it's fucking IPAs now, isn't it? Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a pair there. I'll have a little uh, I'd like a four pint of, of uh, blue, please. What? Four pint of blue? Yeah, I'm feeling full fat tonight, if that's all right. I'm on the hard stuff tonight, Linda. Give me the blue stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been I want to feel... Oh. feel a bit creamy. Oh, I, I can't drink full fat milk. I don't know if people drink it. Oh, it's great. It's fucking great. Like, skim, skim, it's just water. Yeah, I'm used to it now from when we were dieting. I'm, every now and again, we'll have some of the green and I'll feel like I'm living life on the edge. But other than that, that's mostly red. Well, fair. There we are, then. Again, Jamie, I drink what the fuck I like, right? You're right. Don't blame me. You enjoy it. You fucking drink it. Yeah, I bloody well will. So now let me tell you. <laughs> so about grandmammy. So grandmammy, she came from Idaho. <laughs> I don't know if they talk about this on there. I don't know. I haven't actually specified a state or where I am, so people can't get mad at me. 
Okay. She always said, the birds are flying, pressure's on. <laughs> the curtains are closed, don't come a knocking. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, anyway, we should probably move on before I insult people. Uh, what else is Callum treating us this week? Nobody was killed by a falling piano before the 1700s. <laughs> what are you on this week, Callum? <laughs> is it because there was the, there's that the thing in, is it in Looney Tunes? Did people were pianos built in the 1700s and then they had the, the crane winch thing to put it in? Obviously, it fell. That is how they used to actually get them into stately homes because they were so fucking big, you couldn't exactly move them up the stairs. I think they did actually used to have to put them on a crane to go through windows away before the buildings were built. I think that is actually a thing, but I don't know how often they were dropped and landed on someone. Obviously, it must have been very common because it's in like. Pop culture everywhere. Oh, could you imagine being crushed by a piano? Holy fucking shit! That's not a, that's not a way to go. <laughs> it's not a way to go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. <laughs> and just comes out the top. Done. <laughs> oh, like crushed him. You can play his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> What's that song that everyone loves playing on the piano? Oh, it's going to fucking piss me off this now. I can't remember. That's a free blind mice, but that's the recorder, isn't it? No, the, it's an actual piece of music, but everyone loves playing it. Oh, diddle diddle in, diddle diddle in, diddle 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 in, diddle 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 it's got this image of this monstrous piano chasing someone down the road now. No, they're being chased by somebody, and then the piano falls. It's just how So tell you what, let me tell you a story about Billy. He was crushed by a grand piano, don't you know, back in the 1700s. <laughs> My great grander Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I now want to know when was the last time that someone had a piano dropped on top of them. So this can't be a common thing now, surely. I wonder how people get pianos in their houses. Can you build pianos from within now? You can't, can you? I have no idea. I don't know anyone rich enough to buy a grand piano, to be honest. I'm common enough. Just... I don't know rich people. Yeah, but no one can play the fucking piano anymore. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so my brain. I'm trying to work so hard. My brain's going, Tom. And please, just don't even bother trying to make a joke, okay? There's no point anymore. There's just no point. Um, <laughs> There's a grand piano in the atrium at the hospital that I work in, and people play it sometimes. There's a guy, one of our porters. He's a musician. His dad's quite a famous musician in Birmingham. Apparently, I've never heard of him myself. Um, and Very famous. Yeah, I know, right? Everyone's like, look, he's on top of the pops and everything. Never fucking heard of him. Um, but he plays piano up there all the time. Beautiful. But then every now and again, you've got the other person's like, I can play the piano, don't you know? Can I have a go, please? And I'm just sat there just going, please, for the love of God, take that fucking keyboard or piano away from him because he's driving me insane. It's like, dun, 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 dun. I'm like, oh. 
please stop. Please, for the love of God, stop. Please stop now. <laughs> Do you think Vanessa Carlton's ever able to get off a piano? Do you she's so stuck? The thing is, though, obviously it doesn't stop, so she, I'm supposed she'll get run over through the traffic lights. Fucking reference. Where did that come from? I don't know. I just thought about it. <laughs> she always did a little dive off of it in the middle of traffic. Unless, because she only, it only moved when she played, I guess, so she stops. Does that mean it's like the break? So, making my way downtown. That, oh, fucking red again. Are you joking me? I want, I need to, I'm trying to make a music video here. What do you mean? <laughs> right? I, walking fast, thing is fast, and I'm hungry. Ding, 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 ding. That train line's going to like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, I don't, she's not obviously Yorkshire. <laughs> Oh my god, like I'm trying to write this fucking song. I'm trying to do a fucking music video, and all that keeps happening is shit is getting in the way. Like, I don't know if it's like a traffic jam. Diddly diddly. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm not on the fucking I 5 highway or something. It's like, yeah, John, I know. Like, it's fucking, it's rush hour right now. There's no chance we can get this done. And that, oh, for fuck's sake. Every time she gets going, she's about to like, hit the best bit of the song. Like, oh, mother. And that. Uh, what? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> stop, stop traffic everywhere here. <laughs> I'd love it. She's like, diddle, diddle. <laughs> put the handbrake up, like. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, Jamie. And finally, what is Callum treating us this week? This week. Dating apps are like periodically checking your fridge until your standards lower enough that you decide a carrot and some cheese are enough for dinner. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. What? It's the greatest way to describe dating apps ever. <laughs> Have you- What's this like? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. It's like curry, pizza, and then. Eventually, your fridge is getting empty and empty. Like, oh, cheese, I guess. <laughs> is that what it means? Basically, saying your standards are like when you open the fridge. So, when you first start it, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to make the most exotic meals. And then, by after a few weeks of not matching with anyone, you're like, fucking carrot and cheese, I guess. I'll just swipe on fucking everyone. <laughs> Someone loved me. <laughs> you never had to use it, did you? I used plenty of fish once, and that was a regret. So that'll never happen again. Uh, regret. <laughs> and that was a regret. Regret that one. <laughs> I just heard of just the sheer hatred and bile in your voice saying, I used plenty of fish once, and that was a regret. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so sorry. Just like fucking summon Saruman or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, that just weird, weird, weird world of online dating. It's it's gonna sound really arrogant. I don't mean it to, but I've never had that issue. What in what sense? Sorry, like I've never like I've matched pretty much. I've never. It's never been like weeks on end. It's always been like oh cool. I think me and Karis met quite quick. I have um, a dating thinking. Yeah. So almost two years later. They work. They clearly work. So I think, yeah, but it's like diamonds in the rough, and it? it's really fucking hard to actually, because it's literally just people just want to bang now. 
I mean, it's actually quite a sad state of affairs. This is what the world's come to now is it's all technology based. You don't meet anybody anymore. So you can't, anyone can be whoever the fuck they like. And it's kind of worrying. It's going to be weird in like several years time when back now it's like, oh, granny and grandpa, how did you meet? Oh, we met in a pub. Our families were friends and we were brought together by love. And in a few years time, like, granny and grandpa, how did you meet? Thought she had nice tits or swipe right, mate. Uh, it, it's, that's pretty much what it's going to be like. How's me, Bumble? Yeah. What's that? Oh, I'll tell you, I'll let me tell you. Sit on my lap, son. Sit on my lap. Let, let granddaddy tell you. Uh, let my grandpappy tell you a little story about Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> right there in the 1920s. i tell you this right now, okay? <laughs> Your grandmammy. Happy to come up on my phone screen. I see the phone screens back then. You can touch them. And up now where you can shoot it out of your eyes and fucking just look at it wherever you want to go. Uh, with your fucking built-in camera into your brain and all that shit. But then we actually had phones for our hands and we used to use our fingers. Back then, in the year 2020, when the whole shit was shut down, yeah, the world was shut down. We had phones and we used to look at people and be like, yeah, I'd fuck her. Yep, absolutely. You meet each other and be like, oh, shit, I made a fucking mistake. And you end up being with them for 60 years. <laughs> I love the fact this is set in the future, yet they sound like they're from fucking years ago. Oh, people will never, the voices will never change. I mean, people will look like aliens soon if they have enough Botox and fucking plastic surgery done and all this tanning bullshit. Everyone's going to look the fucking same soon. I don't want wrinkles. Oh, my God. I saw this thing on Facebook, which was like a wristband. Are you all right? I was being Botoxed. No, I know. You keep acting out everything I'm saying. It's fun. <laughs> it's like you're like my uh, deaf man in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want the wrinkles. Um, anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I saw this, this, this advert on Facebook now, and I'm like, this is genuine bullshit. How do people fall for this crap? And that was, you can buy a wristband, which makes you thin. Uh? And I went, sorry. So I watched the video and it was like, it like apparently like pulsates or some shit against your bloodstream or something. And it like sucks in everything. And over a couple of weeks, you lose all, you lose all your fat and become a six pack God. And I was like, (laughs) That is fucking hilarious. Who actually falls for that bullshit? I think we're like, you put food to your mouth and it just moves your hand like, no fatty, no. It just moves your hand away from your mouth. Yeah, no, it's literally absolute garbage. What a load of crap. I was seeing someone not long ago. I just remember the brand now. It's called Killer Vanilla. And it's like um, a Vic stick that you sniff. And apparently it makes you not want to eat sugar anymore. It kills sugar cravings. I was like, Huh? How's that work? That's that sounds a little bit more legit than a wristband that takes your body fat away. It does sound slightly more legit, yes, but at the same time, like what? I don't know. Fucking it's shit's mental, boys. Shit's fucking mental. Callum, thank you once again for an absolutely unbelievable trio of treaches. Uh forgive our knackedness and like for for trying to make funny shit up. It's uh it's difficult with this sort you know we're still trying to recover so apologies hopefully you all enjoyed hopefully we did it all justice and whatnot beautifully out of left field they were, they were wonderful i really enjoyed them 
I'm pleased. I'm pleased to hear it. But the only problem now is, Jamie, is it's time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. I have like four weeks worth of journal entries. It's amazing. Jesus Christ. No, I'm not getting more tonight, obviously. They split them up, but I always find loads of gold. And I'm like, oh, it's not for like three weeks yet. Damn it. <laughs> Date. Uh, I should go. Me trying to climb out of the McDonald's ball pit. Are you sure? <laughs> Oh, I'm missing the high play areas. <clears throat> Uber's going to be having you outside look like a fucking prostitute. Prostitute walking up to the car like James. <laughs> <laughs> I always worry because I'm looking for the license plate. I don't like some driver's going to be like, "Why are you looking at my fucking license plate, mate? Are you trying to nick my car?" Like, no, we just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> aliens have invaded and are taking over their technology their intelligence and power is unstoppable they just didn't plan on one thing the old gods returning Ra waking up in some buried pyramid somewhere huh what's happening Thor walking around the surface banging pots and pans together everybody get the hell up we have visitors and we haven't vacuumed in 10,000 years. Zeus is back to seduce all the aliens. <laughs> we haven't vacuumed in 10,000 years. <laughs> oh. Me. Um, I'm really terrified of random letters. Therapist. You are me. Ah! Fuck's sake. Therapist. Oh, I see. Ah! Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jamie, look, I don't want to rock and roll all night anymore. And I always find two tops. <laughs> it's me and you, a fucking silent disco. <laughs> I'm done now. Time to go back. It's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm good. Thanks. (laughs) Whenever I miss Halloween, I clutch my watermelon and whisper, "It's just me and you, summer pumpkin." (laughs) Summer pumpkin. (laughs) Someone starts carving watermelons. You know it's gone too far. This is a sign on someone's door, which I think is fucking amazing. Night shift worker, please don't knock. Unless postcode lottery, then kick my fucking door in. (laughs) Brilliant. A drunk guy just yelled, I love you! To Dolly Parton at her show, and she said, I love you too, but I told you to wait in the trunk. (laughs) 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 Fuck, I love that woman. She's an absolute hero. (laughs) My boyfriend just said, hey! 
And I yelled, must be the money! Because I did not realise that you just started a Zoom conference call. <laughs> she's a keeper. I don't know whoever you are. <laughs> random man. She's a keeper. <laughs> I saw this uh, this news article as well, which really, you know, makes a good point after 2000 trees and after everything we brought up. Band rearranged the entire schedule to cater to a single fan who commented, no Idaho, on tour announcement post. <laughs> I wonder that the amount of people that just comment the places that haven't been announced. I want to seem that bad. Just fucking travel or wait till the next tour. Just Exactly. So obviously we spoke to Sean Smith at 2000 Trees and he mentioned the blackout of doing a brand new tour. And then people started being like, well, where's this? Where's that? And obviously, someone that was like, "Why not come to Scotland?" And Glasgow is on the list. Best. <laughs> I mean, stitches that that video did in his story. <laughs> what? They've moved Glasgow. They've got. They've taken Glasgow out of Scotland. When the fuck did this happen? And then, obviously, someone put Norwich question mark. And he put first two letters. <laughs> Like, just like I say, just fucking travel, man. Like, it's not that hard. If you want to see them that bad, just travel. Travel, yeah, make a day, make a fucking weekend of it. Sod it, like, Fuck me. I don't know why people just, people are, this generation is so lazy. Now you can get everything fucking delivered. No one wants to go anywhere anymore. And so fucking entitled. They'll go where they want to go and where they're paid to go. Not where you want them to go. <laughs> But imagine, right, your card declines at brunch and the server takes your phone and deletes the boomerang of your clinking mimosas that you just took. <laughs> oh, there be so many Instagram girls going crazy. I know, all them fucking boomerangs. Keris fucking loves a boomerang, Jesus Christ. Him. So, uh, so what's your body count? Her. For what? Him. For people you've slept with, of course. Her. Oh, I thought you saw the basement. Him. <laughs> what? Her. What? Fucking <laughs> 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 amazing. Come back to that. So, I've got some tips for you on how to reduce stress. Oh, I could fucking do with these. Let's go. So, exercise. Okay. Yeah. Meditate. Solve a puzzle, do a jigsaw. Summon a demon to slay your enemies. Ah, that would work. That'd be great. That, that would really help with a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple more. Uh, more crack on. Somebody uh, tweeted this, and the response is sensational. Someone tweeted, "Being kissed in your sleep is well, like the purest form of love." To which someone replied, unless you're home alone. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, just go back to sleep. (laughs) It's okay. Daddy's here. (laughs) (laughs) Do more. What's this obsession with calling food or recipes better than sex? I tried your Pinterest risotto, Sharon, and frankly, I'm wondering if your needs are being met. 
never got that. Never got, <laughs> never ever got that in my life. Or oh, fucking better than sex, this is. How do you compare? I, yeah, I highly fucking doubt it. <laughs> and finally, this just to top off the journal is is just genius. Was on a bus once that got diverted. The driver was new, so some drunk man offered to help with directions and fully just directed it straight to his front door, then got off. King shit Uno. Fucking legend. <laughs> and that oh. was another edition of Tom's Journal. What a fucking champ. What a great journal. Thank oh. you, sir. Thank you. There's so much good shit to come, though. I know there's some good shit to come. Um, but I think that we need to bring in that piece. I think we definitely do. Welcome to the Chronicles of the Deprivation Festival with Martin Camp. This week, we are joined by Martin Camp, the organiser of the Deprivation Festival, a two-day festival taking part on the 1st and 2nd of September, a level three in in Swindon. I won't say September again then. In Swindon, we've got two incredible headliners for you. Necronautical, a headline in day two, and headline in day one is the greatest tribute band name I've ever heard of in my life, Meshuggah Tribute Band, Milk and Two Sugars. Fucking brilliant. We've spoken to quite a few festival organisers on this show. We've spoken to Adam, who organises the Bloodstock Festival. As we just mentioned previously, we've spoken to James, who organises the 2000 Trees Festival. Two incredibly successful festivals that are doing fantastic, but it all has to start somewhere. So we thought this week would be great to chat with Martin to learn about how you go about getting your first ever festival off the ground and the work and the determination you have to put into it. And this is a great look at what you do. And also we find out all about Martin's life and his career and the stuff he's managed to achieve because he's done quite a fair bit. Yes, he has. And also uh, playing with Ryan McCombs, uh, performing soil songs. So uh, Jamie nailed this. Is I've got absolutely nothing to add, to be honest with you. I think uh, this, is be, this is a great conversation and we're looking forward to you, uh, to you all hearing this one. Jamie! Yes, sir. Do you, don't suppose at all anywhere on your list that you've got any final words there at all? There is a final word. I missed something off. It's only £10 a ticket. And you might be able to get something extra for those, just those bands for £10 a ticket. You'll find out in this interview. And of course, Absolutely. thank you, Martin. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, Martin, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit and chat to us. It was absolutely wonderful. And we wish you all the success in the world with the Deprivation Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Martin Camp with the Deprivation Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, today we bring you a guest who, if you've seen our Bloodstock vlog, will look very familiar to you. This week's guest is a bass player who's been playing with metal icon and former guest Ryan McCombs. But he isn't here to talk about that today. No siree. We've spoken to guests who promoted festivals in the past, but this week's guest is here to tell the story of promoting their first ever festival. The upcoming Deprivation Festival, the 1st and 2nd of September at Level 3 in Swindon. Ladies and gents, put it together as we welcome you to the chronicles of the Deprivation Festival with its organiser, Martin Camp. How's it? 
I do. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. No problem. Um, it's good to be here. I think, I think the biggest question of all mine, I think the one that we really need to, you know, come hard hitting and swinging for the fences. Um, how the last few years been for you in regards to the pandemic and stuff like from a personal level and from a work perspective? Everything all good? Everything okay? Uh, exhausting, that's for sure. Um, like day job wise, uh, I work in the care industry, so there was no no rest, no break or nothing. It was it was quite full on during that period. So um, we've not had much or I have not had much chance to you know come out of it and just chill. Mm. so yeah it's been quite full on i can't imagine obviously being in a care home or being in the care industry as it were during that time was it quite is it as traumatic as they say it was or um well i don't really know because I, I was in um domiciliary so i was driving around and going oh. into people's homes and stuff so it was a bit more um it, it was different to, to how it was in care homes um so yeah i mean it's the roads are quiet no traffic that was nice <laughs> <laughs> kind of enjoyed that take those little wins where you can i love it so before yeah. we, <laughs> before we talk about the festival we want to learn a bit more about yourself also so mr camp take us back to the start for you what did young master camp wish to be when he was growing up was it always music focused for yourself or i don't know train driver yeah to be fair dude like it all started with the recorder um <laughs> as it does for all of us it's either you know you start with the recorder and you either persist with that noise or you uh you give up and get into a trade or something um so yeah i suppose i don't know from from quite a young age i i I took every opportunity during my school time to just, if there was an instrument going or lessons going or something, I'd pick it up and just give it my best. And, you know, I learned trombone, guitar, recorder, uh, saxophone, drums. It's just everything that I could find. I was like, yeah, go for it, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll have a go at that. And then I'd have a few lessons, hated being educated, and then I'd just go off and work it out myself. And it's put me in quite a good place, really, like musically, because... I've learned to be quite multi-instrumental, multi, what's the word? Multi- multi-instrumental? Instrumentalist. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take the, it. We'll take I could it. play a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then I, I sort of favoured uh, favored drums uh, initially, but being loud and stuff, it, it's, it's hard to really get into it when I was younger. Um, so I ended up sort of settling for guitar um, and sort of persisted with that for quite a while um, and then and then jumping through the years uh, ended up starting starting bands um, met a guy called Craig and uh, we went on to start Gut Locker um, who are still doing the rounds today um, eventually decided that the the need and requirement and and um pressure that is put on a guitarist or a lead guitarist or something in a band was a bit too much for me and i just i wanted to do it but not have so much responsibility on myself personally 
Hmm. Um, so I picked up a bass. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we have it easy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, through that, ended up meeting Ryan, um, bribed him into into doing a thing together. And long story short, I'm here now. I play bass for him. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I've dabbled with, like, a various amount of things. I played with a, a band called Influence. They're, like, a, a fairly local band. They've got um, their vocalist. He's the original drummer of another band called Ectomorph, Hungarian band. Um, so I was with them for a little while before before meeting, um, well not before meeting, but before starting what, what I do with Ryan. Um, yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, it's been it's quite it's quite busy because I like I like when it comes to like music and and bands and stuff like that. I like doing a bit of everything, you know. So when it comes to, like artsy stuff and creative stuff, so you know, I, I've always done a lot of the artwork. I've always done a lot of trying to book the gigs and. And, and just all the ins and outs and details of it. I like getting dived into that. Um, it's like the the venue that I'm hosting the festival at. I do a ton of work for those guys. I, um, I all their flyers and, and I'm there doing photography on the nights and um, I put little videos together. I record all the audio and, and just try and make as much as I can out of, out of what I can do to try and benefit that venue. Um, so yeah, I, on top of like my forty-hour work week, I'm doing like thirty hours of extra stuff for for this venue, um, as well as trying to rehearse with Ryan and do all the bits I do with that. And yeah, busy lifestyle. Eh? That's crazy. I love it though. Yeah. Like I, I love that sort of mentality and that sort of lifestyle. Like that's what I aim to do with this. Um, I like to be able to do my day job mm-hmm. as well. Then be like, oh, podcast Let's do more. Let's email more people. Let's interview more people. Let's do more shows. More shows, please. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but you know the recorder, right? Do you think someone just got really bored making it, and that's what they ended up with? Because obviously, bagpipes have weird recorders coming out of the top of the bag. So I wonder if somebody was like going in a direction and just went, "No, that'll do. Fuck it. It makes a, <laughs> it sort of makes a sound, you know." And no one anyone could ever play on it is three blind fucking mice. Let's that. Some dude, some <laughs> some Scottish dude. One day was like, he went to Sainsbury's and he forgot his bag, so he had to get a new bag. Um, and then he went to the shop and brought like a ton of recorders. Uh, and he, he thought, oh, I'm going to start a business with this and sell all these recorders and stuff. And when he realized no one wanted them, he's like, oh, I'm just going to sell a tape into this Tesco's bag and suck some air into it and see what happens. And, and one of the greatest <laughs> instruments of all time was made. Yeah. <laughs> and they are yeah, very close to dear to my heart. I drank a fair bit, you know what they're like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what would where did that love of music come from to make you want to do that for a living? Was it a particular musician or band that got you inspired to start, or was it something completely different? Is it in the family or um you know I I I really don't know. Um I my dad's not necessarily into music or anything, but he he used to drive a lot of like Phil Collins and Luther Vandross. I mean, mainly mainly Phil Collins, and he was constantly playing, and he'd make me sit and watch the drum solos and and stuff like that. So I think his his lack of knowledge about music, but passion about Phil Collins, 
uh it, it got me watching and observing the show rather than just listening to the music and and it it, it, it encouraged my brain to examine music and individual aspects of music and i think that sort of caught my interest a fair bit really um and then and then you know me growing up we came into the sort of new metal era and you've had all these fucking weird bands um doing the scenes who went on to be you know who they are today and stuff like that it's like people like slipknot and the fact they're their um, anonymity and stuff at that point, that, that used to fascinate the hell out of me. Wes Borland, he, he used to fascinate the hell out of me. Um, and I've always been interested in that stuff, so I think it just made me dive more into it, you know? People with a bit of character. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of it back then. So... I suppose that was that was the world before social media as well. So it's not not that you could just go, oh, who's that guy in yeah. Oh, his name's Corey Taylor. You know, you didn't know unless you read it in a no magazine or something. It was just yeah. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, it's it's you know it's weird, eh? Because it's like you got that period of time where I grew up with music, it's, it was all that new metal period and stuff. And then one of the things I used to listen to was, was soil, you know, so, and drowning pool. And so it's, it, it makes, it makes life today a little bit surreal at times, you know? Would you say those sort of bands influenced you then? Like Slipknot, Blimp Biscuit, Linkin Park, that sort of 2000s new metal sure. era? I mean, not, I, I don't know how many people would sort of make this comment, but I think Wes Borland was probably the reason I picked up a guitar in the first place. Um, and, and again, I think that's because of his his character and uh, the the anonymity of how he appeared himself on stage and in videos and stuff like that. You didn't know who he was, but he just played these really simple but punchy riffs. And I've always liked like the the simple punchy stuff over the complicated stuff, you know. Um, so yeah, that, it was you know Limp Bizkit, Wes Borland, same difference. That's what drove me to guitar and really pushed me into that metal world. Um, so, yeah, the you worked in radio quite a bit as well. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I did. I was the other side of this <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. So why why didn't you want to pursue that? What made you go down that road? Was it just something to dabble somewhere else in the music the music world as well, or was it just a case of one I want to see where this goes, um, or why? I I enjoyed it, but I found that it was the wrong side of that world for me. Um, I like. The performing i like being the musician i like I, I love playing live music and and that's where you know the ultimate goal is gig 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 gigs um so as much as i enjoyed it and i think it gave me um it gave me quite a few useful tools like working in media and doing press and stuff um especially when it came to you know meeting significantly important musicians and bands and stuff like that i meet them and I, 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 yeah great <laughs> hi you know I, I have less of a fanboyism so i'm able to discuss things with them on a bit more of a professional level you know so um 
it, yeah, it's, it's it benefited me in, in some ways, you know. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I love it. I look. I, I mean, I'm actually kind of looking myself at the moment to get into that sort of that sort of realm in that sort of industry to benefit this because obviously yeah. we love doing this and we love to like like we obviously we met you at Bloodstock last year. Um, mm-hmm. Hell of the festival, by the way. That 35 heat dome every day was not pleasant for us gingers, but still, it was. Uh, I don't think it was pleasant for anybody actually, to be fair. But there we are. No. Um, it was great, but it was hard. It was. It, it was. I mean, if you didn't have shelter, you were fucked. <laughs> the, even the shelter was hot. You know, uh, the shelter made no difference. It was crazy. But I'll I'll take yeah. it over rain any day. I'll take it oh, over muddy yeah. like swamps any day of the, uh, you know of the week. Um, we've mentioned him a few times, so we'll you know we'll we'll bring him up. Uh, ever so quickly, uh, Ryan McCombs, obviously the lead singer of Soil. Um, how did you actually meet? How did this actually start? Where did this all happen? Give us a lowdown. <laughs> um, <coughs> so he he lives fairly local to me, um, and a, a buddy of mine uh, he he knew him uh, and introduced me to him, um, and our similar sort of visions of, of various things we wanted to do um sort of collided fairly well together you know we sort of got on quite well and um yeah just started talking about music and, and random bits and uh drinking together quite often um and then the subject came up about about um reforming the acoustic thing because he, he had done it a little bit before um but it weren't you know it wasn't working out with the guys that he currently had at that time so um we just started discussing it uh i sort of took on the responsibility because you know it was it was the stress of finding new people and and reworking the songs relearning the songs and stuff like that so um you know i sort of hit him with the you know you do nothing <laughs> I will find people, I'll make it happen, don't worry. Uh, and then we did. Um, we found Freddie and Ellie. Um, and uh, we sat here in my little studio, um, completely rewrote all of the songs that we thought we'd want to do in the set um, for both yeah, Drowning Pool and Soil. Um, put a whole ton of effort into making them familiar but just new you know so you, you come and see this show you're you're seeing the songs that you know but they're so so different i mean you know you've seen it it's it's so different um and and he liked it so we went with it um, that must have been so surreal like you turn around to him like so these songs i've been performing for years in big bands on stage could you do me a favor can you go sit in your studio flat and Rewrite them all for me, please. But in an acoustic version. Yeah. Cheers. It was yeah. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when you're sat here, like, you know, trying to trying to rewrite Halo. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and, then, and then you're upstage performing that song, which is quite cool. Uh, it feels cool. Um, cool, but different. And it's great. And obviously, I was very fortunate to go see the show. You very kindly set that up yeah. for me to go and interview Ryan for the show, which meant the absolute world. But 
what you're saying, it does. It sounds great. And what I love the most about it is watching you guys is the camaraderie between you all, like all of you busting each other's balls <laughs> for the entire set. It's the whole great time. to see. It is absolutely wonderful to see. And it's great when you see that in a band, like just seeing them having yeah. fun, enjoying what they're doing. It's a fair play. It you is see us rehearse, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, we could be relentless. Were, were there any songs that you really wanted to do but just couldn't make work? Um, we, 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 we dabbled with a few. Um, it either turned out that the way that he needed to sing them just didn't work, or um, the way that we were playing it made it too boring. So, take "Breaking Me Down" for example. We we could have just gone out and played that as it is, but on acoustic instruments, and then that, that defied the whole point of the show, really. We wanted to change that and make it a bit different. So me and Freddie were like, let's make it smooth jazz. <laughs> so we had this really chilled out, uh, you know, crawling bass line. And it, it sounds cool, but it made the song like five times longer than it is, and it was long and repetitive, and it was just like, nah, we just gave up on it in the end, and sort of persisted with the ones that we've put in there, you know, um, just put another cover in. So, Have you guys thought about recording it and actually releasing them as actual releases? Um, we've talked. We've talked, yeah. We've got, like, demos and stuff, um, but there's nothing, uh, there's nothing sort of set in stone at the moment with that. It's, uh, it's more about doing shows. And obviously he's... he's rejoined drowning pool officially um so his his schedule is a little bit busier than it was last year so we're uh, trying to squeeze in the gaps really at the moment i, I was gonna say is there plans to do more stuff because obviously he's got soil drowning pool and yeah the man don't yeah. stop boil um, yeah so we're we're, we're definitely going to be doing more shows um it's just a schedule thing working out you know where we're at and what's going on so, trying to put a busy, and, and unexpectedly, they've just got Ryan back in the band. They're going to want to be hitting hard, you know. So, yeah, it's fine. You mentioned about um, busting each other's balls and whatnot whilst on whilst playing shows. Like, have you got any good tour stories? Anything happen whilst you were traveling the old country? <laughs> You'd probably kill me if I told you. To be honest, we got like <laughs> a quote book. <laughs> We got amazing. Uh, yeah, we got a quote book that our drummer Ellie keeps, and every time we say something stupid, that goes in there. And then, whenever we're all <laughs> drinking together, it seems to come out, and she'll start just quoting it. But, um, yeah, it, uh, some stuff goes down, but we got to acknowledge that Ryan's old as shit, and we're still quite young. So, um, anything that does go down, he normally suffers more than we do because he's fragile so uh <laughs> um i think if you want to sort of use your imagination a little bit i mean the back of his head didn't do too good for the uh wind mirror in the van <laughs> oh, so that's all right yeah oh, okay okay i just got that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. The quote, the quote, the quote in Ellie's little book following that was, why did you hurt myself? 
<laughs> if that if that broadens your imagination a little bit, yeah, yeah, we have we have fun. Yeah, that's have it's fun. cool, man. They like say obviously it's a proper surreal thing, so it must just 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 generally must be fucking amazing that you're getting to do this and you know play old soul tracks and stuff and or change them up and whatnot and and tour with mm-hmm. the man. So it's it's yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. But yeah. shall there's, we there's actually stuff get... on YouTube? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, it does it justice. I've just got to find that. Is that where? Where can people find that? Where can people check that out? I don't know. Just wherever random people have filmed at shows. Um, you might have terrible oh, okay. seen along to some of them or whatever. But like I said, it's it's phone footage. You don't do it justice. That gives you an idea of what we're doing. That's awesome, man. But like I say, we should uh, we should get to the topic at hand. The reason why we're all here today is obviously to talk about the Deprivation Festival, which you are putting on. That you are. You are the founder of, shall we say, that you are creating for, for yeah. the people of for Swindon and obviously surrounding and all around and whatnot. What actually mm-hmm. made you sit there and go, do you know what I really want to do? I want to start my own festival. <laughs> um, I didn't officially sit there and think that. Um, there was there was two factors at play. Um, my my buddy Dan took over the vent level three. Um, uh, it's now called the Underground, or just Underground. Um, that's gone over a complete rebrand recently. Um, so with him recently taking over that place, uh, and and having the sort of opportunity to venture into like the darker music and stuff, I I wanted to sort of experiment with the local scene and see what uh, what would hit and what would do well. Um, and. Uh, being a bit more knowledgeable on on that sort of music, um, I sort of took the opportunity and asked if I could have a date there, uh, and he said, "Yeah." So, um, I initially thought that uh, Necronautical they were on my hit list. Um, I missed them when they played Bloodstock, and I missed them on the tour they did after Bloodstock. Oh. And I was like, well, I'm going to try and book them because I want to see them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, uh, the plan was book Necro, get a couple of other bands and just put on a show. Uh, I got a couple more bands and a couple more bands. I'm like, I'm doing a thing. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it ended up being a a full day thing. I thought I'd brand it as a festival and see where my luck shot me. Um, I, I... aimed i i did quite well because i sort of created this flyer um and i i put on there the lineup i wanted and i got every single band that i preempted on there before i contacted them so i was pretty proud of myself um, oh no, dude that's awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it. so the entire Ballsy. lineup yeah and the entire lineup except necro came back to me the day i asked and the day i came up with this idea i had that whole lineup there minus necro i was just waiting for agent stuff they're slow sometimes um so yeah the it went it came together really fast um uh so yeah um i thought i'd like use the opportunity because the venue that i'm using um They've got, you know, it's a 400 capacity venue. We've got a pub next door that's 100 capacity. Uh, it, the opportunity for like a little indoor um, 
low level festival things quite you know quite broad there because you can over the years grow it and use the pub and the venue and have two stages and, and expand it in that sense um with the hope of maybe outgrowing it and going somewhere else or going outdoors or whatever in the future um but obviously this is first year so i focus on that for now um and because because of the sort of lineup I got and I was like the whole thing was built around me having a good time watching Necro ultimately <laughs> so I was like I'm going to bang a, a small price on it uh, make it affordable for anyone because I want people I don't care about profit I just as long as I make enough to pay the bands and stuff I'm happy you know um, yeah it's, it's, it's all about me enjoying Necro and Chris and 10 plagues and everyone that's playing you know because some of them are bands that I've played with before or they're bands that I know or friends with. And, um, you know, the, the dude from 10 plagues, he, he, he's the one that put me in contact with a couple of the guys like Chrysler and Necro. Um, and, and he's been quite a huge help. So, um, overall it's going to be cool. And I was like, I'm going to have another day. <laughs> uh, so I had another day. I didn't tell the landlord or nothing. I just went along and announced it. It was like, wait a minute. Um, I was like, yeah, all right. And then I posted it. Um, so I got a little bit of a telling off over that, but at the same time, he was quite happy that I'd done it because, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool event and everyone's sort of looking forward to it really. So I ended up getting, uh, milk and two sugars, a sugar tribute for the Friday and, uh, Moon Reaper and Corpsing. Yeah. The overall lineup is, is I'm really looking forward to it really solid. How long ago did you start planning and putting this together? Obviously, the event is happening in September. How long ago did it all start? End of March. No, start of April. Start of April. So it's come together <laughs> quick. Fair play. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. Got it together really quick and announced it really quick and got everything organized in my little Word documents and stuff. And yeah, I, I've worked hard on it. Eh? Um, promoting the hell out of it, spamming everything, doing what you do because I want people there. So, I, I love I that it came together. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. And I love that it came together just the basis that you went right. What I'll do is I'll lie and say that all these people are coming, and then go for those people that are coming, <laughs> and it all just paid off beautifully. Like I, I love that it. it's like fuck it. Here's the flyer. Nothing's actually happened, but I won't tell them that. I'll be fine. <laughs> Here's the fly, guys. Yeah, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I better get those fucking bands that I actually uh, <laughs> put on that flyer, so let's go. <laughs> it's like yeah. Wayne's World too. It's Wayne stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, Like, Yeah. It's awesome. So, I, know, I know this is the first Deprivation Festival, but is this the first time you yeah. put on a show in general? Um, no, I've, I've, I've supported by other people putting on shows and stuff before in various places all over the place. And then like, there's, uh, there's times with like bands I've been with where we've been booked to play a show and the promoter's done nothing. So then I've ended up having to get all the support bands and put the show together basically. And uh, yeah, I've dabbled. I love yeah. them promoters. Uh, they can be good. So you've got Sometimes. two headliners, as you just said, Necronorthcourt and 
as you yep. said, one of the greatest tribute band names I have ever heard in my entire life mm. being Milk and Two Sugars. That is just yeah, grade A tribute band name. I was, you know, brilliant. I, I saw those guys pop up and, and it's my sugar. <laughs> so I, I'm like, how is a tribute band going to pull that off? <laughs> Can you really do my sugar? And I, I've only seen like YouTube clips and stuff of them, but from what I'm hearing and then what people have told me who have seen them and stuff, they're, they're you know, they're going to be really good. So, but what made you pick these two guys as your headliners? I know you you wanted to see Neck and Orgle, that was a big part of it. But what made you decide, no, they're my headliner? I like them. I, li- I really like the. <laughs> melodic sort of dark stuff you know um i i i wanted to i wanted to try and put something together that had that sort of atmosphere to it as a whole because we don't have that much of that down south um obviously we've got like arc tangent that's fairly new um and that sort of targets that sort of audience but where where my brain's sort of going is more like the damnation damnation of the south, you know. It's um, but obviously on a much smaller scale. Um, that's where the sort of influence of of the sort of lineup I'd go for is really. Um, there doesn't seem to be much for that down here. Obviously, Bristol Bristol's got a great sort of black metal, darker metal sort of scene going on. Um, but outside of that, it's just it's, it's just not there. And I know there's an audience for it, and I want to pull them out and get them somewhere. You know, I want to see them because it's a great crowd. You know, all the all the other shows that we've had at, at underground, like the the best like the best groups we've had in are like when we've had the the heavier stuff. I mean, we have embodiment, and there's the guys that attended were just really went for it and yeah i just love that atmosphere in that like so i just want to pull more of them out i want to get enough of them out to pack the venue and have a good good day two days day and a half day and a bit day and a gig <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that why you chose the extreme black metal sort of not like hmm. any new metal or any like pop punk or anything you just literally want to like you say, bring damnation down south and you know, start your own thing down here because obviously there's nothing for it other than, like you say, up tangent. But, um, is that yeah. why you chose the extreme black metal front? Yeah, kind of, yeah, and because that's you know, my preference is where I sort of fall to, really. Um, I like the brutality, fair, so Can't yeah, no. So I the, uh, and, and they're just they're great. I mean, Necro, they're 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 not you know they're not a, a big band or nothing. They're they, but they've got such a great sound to them. They're, they're I don't know. The only way I can describe describe them is like a a, a British flesh god apocalypse. You know, especially with their last album. Um, they're just a great band. Yeah. No, fair, fair, absolutely. Where did the um, deprivation? Why did why did you call it deprivation festival? Where did the name come from? Um, 
because all the all all the dark festivals seem to end with shun, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted a word that felt brutal, <laughs> you know, and I was like. I was discussing it with uh, I was discussing it with someone, and I was trying to work out the different meanings between uh, deprivation, depravation, deprivation, deprivation, and, and trying to sort of is one of them this and one of them that, and and I think we've probably spelled it wrong anyway, and it's worked, so I kind of like it. No fair. Deprivation. I mean, yeah. it's a way of being the South is deprived of that scene. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can have that one. It's fine. <laughs> I'll add it as a little tag underneath when I'm trying to sell tickets because the South is deprived. <laughs> that's all it needs. Nothing, nothing else. Just the South is deprived. That's it. <laughs> of this scene. Of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we've just spoke about big two headliners, but let us tell us about some of the other bands that are playing. What other bands are playing there that you're really excited for people to see? Uh, Chrysler, um, those guys are solid, really solid. Um, Ten Plagues, they're like those two are the 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 main support. They got a bit of a longer slot than everyone else. Uh, Moon Reaper on a Friday, I'm looking forward to. Eh? They're, they're, I've seen them pop up a lot. They're I think they're Bristol, Bristol band. Um, but I'm really, I'm really liking them at the moment. Um, who else is on it? Eviscerize. Um, they're cool dudes. I've played with them before and they, they hit hard. They're really good. Um, who else have I got on there? Edenfall, I believe. I should have like. There. Who? Edenfall. Edenfall. Yeah. They're, they're great guys. Um, can't think. <laughs> they're like the main, they're the main ones, I'd say. Hang on, I've got to load up a picture here because I can have a look at it because I don't remember. Ooh. Boom. Oh, so many clicks. Pedician. Those guys are really good. Um, kind of listening to the whole lineup here. That's all right. They, Let people know. Epimetheus, they're, uh, Epimetheus, they're uh, a mate of mine. He, uh, they're kind of, they're quite doomy. Um, I didn't want to try, I didn't really want to go for the whole day to just be boom, 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 hitting hard. I wanted to sort of try and work in a little bit, you know, build up to to the heavier stuff and just make it a little bit diverse, but not just too much, even for me, too much like death metal and, and black metal all in a row is a bit much, you know. So yeah, Prometheus, Mordhau, uh, they're from Derby, I think, Nottingham, Derby area. Um, so they're, they're cool guys. Uh, uh, Edenfall, we've mentioned, Viscerize. Uncrowned. Um, Uncrowned, one of the guys who I... He's like one of the bosses for the company I work for. Um, he told me to check out one of the guys who works in another office because uh, he's in a band, so I looked him up. But then it turns out that it's Ten Plagues' drummer, um, who I'd already been discussing with. I think we both sort of said at the same time, my my boss 
messaged me saying, check out this band. And then it was like literally at the exact moment, I got a message from someone saying, check out this band. And they were <laughs> both two of the same. It's weird. Um, <laughs> Fate they had to play. Okay. Yeah. So, and then it makes sense. It makes it easy for It's an easy swap over, isn't it? Having them and then having 10 plays straight after. They ain't got to faff around with the drum kit and nothing. It's, you know, you can just stay sat there and have a cup of tea or something. <laughs> He's going to be knackered though, bless him. Oh, he'll be all right. So, I mean, the, the, the biggest, the biggest ball egg could probably be Chris because they got a left-handed drummer, aren't they? So we've got sort of swap out, swap in, swap out, swap oh. in with the drum kit. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want that to get in the way. I was like, well, I'll get a team together, even if we got like a couple of minions or something, just to really quickly, you know, a bunch of umbalumpers come on stage, pick it up and waddle off, you know. Um, I was determined to make it work. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, so yeah, Declaration of Rebellion is going to be their first gig. They're they're local to local to Swindon. Um, I thought I'd give them a chance and get them in as well. So yeah, as a whole. It should be good. And then we've got uh, Total Rock doing an after party on the Saturday as well. Um, so that's uh, DJ Forsex coming. He's the old scratch DJ for a band called Zero Cipher, who I know more. Mm. So. Awesome. Peace, man. That, is, that is so good. Sorry, Jay, to completely just completely talk over you there. I do apologize. Oh. It's going to be a great day in a gig. I'm 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 excited. I'm excited <laughs> for you, guys. I'm really excited for you, just for you know, just how it's going to go. There's obviously going to be teething issues, yada yada yada, you know. But um, how come it went from being an all dayer to a two dayer? Was it because you'd asked quite a few people? You're like, oh fuck, I haven't got enough time to put everybody in, or you know, why is it um, now Friday night as well? I I can be quite impulsive, so. Okay. Part of my thinking was I'm X amount of months out from the festival. I've currently sold not many tickets. I'm panicking. And I was like, I know what. I'm going to increase my budget, add another day, but keep the price of the tickets exactly the same for both. Because um, it makes it more attractive. More people might want to come. I mean, I... I it's all coming out of my own bloody pocket at the end of the day. I'm not. I'm not bothered about making a profit. It's like I said earlier. I, I don't. You know, it would be nice to make me money back. But at the end of the day, I, this 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 the first year. It's about getting it known, getting it seen, having it happen. And um, if I have low expectations, I won't be pleasantly surprised. You know. So um, yeah. So it went up a little bit. We're doing okay at the moment, um, but ultimately, it's not you know ticket sales and stuff. It's not something I'm that, that that fussed about. I just want people, not tickets. You know, that's so. fair. I like I like that though because you know you're saying you know I want to bring this style of music down to South. We have nothing like this in a minute. So for this first year, if if it's at least people through the door, then if you decide to do it again, they'll be like that was a fucking great time last year or whenever i'm definitely going exactly. again so you know exactly fair play uh, <laughs> and, and you know if i uh, it's a tenner it's a tenner for two that whole thing you know there's nothing there's two points it's one point in london <laughs> um 
you know and that's that's how i'm sort of thinking about it so it's one of those things where i'm just like just just get a ticket and come along here don't it's you'll have a great time it's gonna be fun and and the more tickets you, the more tickets that go out the more like weird stuff i can get we're gonna have cake huh huh we've got uh Someone, uh, uh, one of the girls that works behind the bar, she's making like an old school school cake, right? But she's going to do it black and make it really gothic and dark and stuff so people can have cake. How many like brutal festivals can you go to and have cake? <laughs> Why isn't that on the flyer? Come on, that would that would sell tickets. <laughs> free, like, cake. No, free cake. Um, <laughs> you know, and then. Yeah, if I if I get to a certain point, then I can just buy other random shit. You know, maybe I'll buy some kazoo's or sang recorders. <laughs> get that free blind mice out. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just want it to be cool, and it'd be nice if I if I made my money back. Then, at least I know where I stand for next year. You know, I can I can chuck in how much I spent this year, uh, spend a year saving up. And then you know, double, double, double the budget of next year, and make it a bit better, or get like a bigger headliner. You know, that's that's how I kind of want to work it. But we'll see, we'll see. So is that the plan? For them, is it to I think. to take it, you know, to, to see how it goes, and then do it on a year by year thing, and grow it, and make it bigger, and that sort of thing. Uh yeah, I'd like to. Um, you know, if the way that I'm sort of thinking about it and, and I'm working off of my own pocket. Um, and by doing that, I'm able to work out how much I can save, you know? So that is my budget. Um, so it's like, say for like next year, I make back what I'm paying out for this event this year. I then get that back, spend a year saving, you know, I can roughly sort of maybe double, um, maybe more my budget for the next year it's, it's all about making sure i've got the money before it happens rather than relying on you know door sales or um, ticket sales paying out i just want to kind of work to the money that's available rather than money that's not real and hoping that i sell enough to make it back you know it's, yeah it's more of a it would be nice to make it back because then i can invest it into next year i'm not bothered about making money i just want to call event you know that's awesome. I really, I really admire that, and it's great. You know, you want to keep this going because he's like, we spoke to Adam Gregory from Bloodstock, and you know that wasn't a success for the first few years. You just got to keep going and going and going, and eventually gets that name out there. And you know, it's great, and I love the fact you're starting this because you want to hear see these bands play in your area, and I think it's it's fucking great. It really is. Yeah. But I, I suppose we've only a couple of months left to go, though. How are you feeling now? Are you excited? Are you nervous? You're just like, come on, is it here yet? <laughs> I, well, my chest is doing me, you know. It's, uh, I'm stressing, but it's because I think it's because I'm impulsive, and the point I'm at now, it's sort of it's out of my control. You know, there's it's 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 not a big venue. I don't have a lot of money, so I can't chuck loads of money uh, 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 marketing and, and, and all this sort of stuff you know I'm, I'm quite restricted so I, I, I'm doing what I can with that and trying to just at least get it seen you know um, so with the build up to it happening it's it's awkward and and 
you know, with with how shows are going, especially sort of shows on a smaller scale, um, if you look at, you know, you've got O2s and bigger venues and bigger bands and stuff like that, people aren't, people don't necessarily wait and buy a ticket on the door. But you look at a venue in Swindon or a venue in whatever town, uh, the people that live in that area, they know how big that venue is and they know how many people are roughly going to end up coming to this gig. So they know that they don't need to buy a ticket in advance. You know, they can just rock up and which for, for promoters is, um, you know, quite anxiety inducing um, because you need to know if you're going to make your money back. So um, that's probably the more like anxiety side to it really. Um, I just, yeah, I'd like to know that there's people coming. That's again, that's it goes it. back to me just wanting to have a good time with a lot of people. Um, it's yeah, it's not, it's not making the money. It's it's knowing that there's going to be people there because then I know that I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> you know? It's a little bit selfish, but in a good way, you know. No, I get, I get it completely, completely get it. Yeah. At least you've got Facebook events where people can put themselves as attending. So you've got a little bit a little bit of a barrier comfort thing there. Yeah, that's that's lower than the ticket sales though, which is odd. Okay, well I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's doing all right. It's doing all right. I mean there's 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 you know, there's all the there's there's what's sold, there's the people that I know are gonna be coming. Um and then obviously it's quite a few bands as well. I'm looking at, I'm just looking at the numbers. Like, so you, and you look at the bands, how many bands, how many people to each band as well. And you add them to what you've already sold. I know that there's going to be roughly X amount of people in that venue. They're going to be forced into that room to watch other bands and stuff like that as well. You know, so um, in that sense, it should be fun. So before we start, if you don't come, then, you know, no cake for you. Exactly that. <laughs> I, just felt, I was going to say, before we start wrapping it up, I want to go back to what you are just saying there. If there is people out there that are on the fence about buying a ticket, whether they want to go or not, why should they buy a ticket? Sell them. Take this minute, just like sell people and, why, and don't just say cake. There's got to be more to it than cake. <laughs> Recorders? Um, <laughs> it's new, it's fresh, and it's a tenner. Uh, and it's 13 bands 13 bands 10 pound you know if i was not getting in for free i'd pay it <laughs> you know? um i don't i don't i don't, I don't fucking know it, you got this whole community of of alternative people and they seem to be so disassociated from each other these days right and in each little bubble of each different town there seems to be like this group of like three alternative people who know each other but they're completely oblivious to the rest of them that are around them and i was talking to someone earlier about it and and when i was like 18 19 years old or whatever every single friday every single saturday you would just go to your local venue and just watch whatever the hell was on because it was a gig and it was like five pound entry or something it was cheap um and that don't seem to happen anymore. So this is like a great opportunity for, for people to just turn up and watch some bands they've never heard of and have a good time and discover 
you know, discover some bands that could end up being their favorite bands. Um, because as they all say, like at the end of the day, they've all been there. You know, that band that you're checking out on Spotify and YouTube instead of getting off your ass and going to a gig, uh, they, they played one of these little venues once. So it's a tenor. No, exactly. You, you sound like a proper... Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a proper Cockney market seller then. Thirteen bands, ten pound. Thirteen bands, mate, ten pound. Thirteen pound your gig. Thirteen pound your gig. <laughs> Free cake. <laughs> but if obviously deprivation does do well and you're happy with it and everything else, and you know, year on year it gets bigger and bigger and whatever. Would you do any others, or would you then incorporate more genre in there? Would you do put some new metal in there, put some metalcore in there, some pop, you know, or would you stick to just the dark, black, death metal side of things? No, I'd open it up. I'd definitely open it up. It's 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 based off of what I'm interested in, you know, and I've got quite yeah. a broad spectrum of of interest when it comes to music. Um, you know, my my preference is the darker stuff, but generally. If you're into your darker stuff, you normally you you this this a gateway drug. You know, people have listened to other stuff before they got to that darker stuff, so I'm sure they like it. You know, um, and, and and as I have, you know, I, I started out with all the new metal. I still like my new metal and that, but I'll, I'll, if it's good, I like it. And I'd kind of hope that the people that came at the same sort of attitude. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I'd. I'd try and keep it, you know, dark, but at the same time, what's the harm? Absolutely. Mm. Before we get out of here and let you go, apart from Deprivation Festival, are, what else are you working on in the minute you can talk about? Are there any other musical endeavours, or does this have your complete focus at the moment? Um, no, I mean, I'm... I'm tied up with with the venue because obviously I, I i do a lot for those guys um so most weekends i'm i'm there uh doing stuff for whatever shows are going on whether it's repping for bands or um doing photography and, and other bits um so yeah I'm, I'm generally tied up with that um there's with you know constantly whenever ryan's in the country well even if he's not we're rehearsing um and and maybe writing stuff um so yeah i'm quite a busy busy guy really um i'd like to i would like to branch out and do something a bit more full-time um on the music front but my you know paid employment paying bills sort of unfortunately is a priority uh, i feel you there as much as i'd like it not to be <laughs> you know um oh yeah i'd, I'd yeah I'd, I'd like i'd like my day job to go away somewhere so that i can do the things i like doing but also have time for the family and that at the moment um they take a bit of a sideline so. i think we definitely feel you on that one my friend <laughs> definitely mm. feel you on that one <laughs> Right, Mr. Stevens, do you have any more questions for our wonderful guest? I don't. I've, 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 uh, I've emptied, I've emptied my sack, uh, as it were. But uh, <laughs> no, oh yeah, <laughs> <That's> nice. <laughs> yeah, blew, blew my load a little bit too early. Sorry about that. Um, 
<laughs> but no, like all all I want to say to Martin is like I, I genuinely wish all the best with it. I'm sorry we can't be there. Um, nah, it's, uh, okay, it's a that we can't make it down. But yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't worry. Next year, all right. We know it's we we know it's a thing now. So next year, um, and we hope that everybody. I'll save, you, I'll save you a bit for next year. I hope your teeth. Oh. Because <laughs> that might be a bit stale, but it's fine. <laughs> no, it's a brick. It's an absolute. It's a, no, it's actually a brick. What the fuck? <laughs> Get some you high quality Tupperware. We might be yeah. alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. In all seriousness, though, I, I genuinely wish you all the best with it. I hope it's a raging success. I'm sure it will be. Um, and I just think fair play to you to have the fucking balls to be like, no, this is the music I'm passionate about. This is what I love doing, and I want to see these bands. So fuck you all. I've got myself a weekend sorted. Well, a, a, a day and a half, a day and a gig. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of more like half a day and then a gig, isn't it? <laughs> Love it, day and a gig. Three quarters of a day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a full two days for me because, you know, I've got, I'll have to do stuff. But... I don't know. It's a, just call it two days. It's two days for a tenner. Yeah, sounds, exactly. It sounds better on paper. Two days, <laughs> two days for a tenner, thirteen pence. <laughs> thirteen bands, two days. Boom. It's tenner, mate. What's wrong with you? See <laughs> that you pay on door, but you know I wouldn't want to pay more. That's a fair point. Sorry. Fair point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mark, before we let you go, any plugs, social medias, websites, anything where you want people to go find out about you and whatever you're doing, and the festival, of course. Um. Yeah, so you, you've got uh, Underground Swindon's Facebook page. Search Underground Swindon. I'm sure it'll come up. It's it's like a train, underground train logo. Uh, Deprivation Festival um, on, on again, Facebook, Instagram. Um, myself, Martin Camp Base on Instagram. Um, I think that's probably about it. I try not to use too much because I can't be bothered. No, fair. Who can? <laughs> you know, who can? There's too much social media these days. Yeah, it's just Facebook and Instagram will do, right? <laughs> Twitter, can't be bothered. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm active on, on obviously the Underground's Facebook and the Deprivation Facebook. I, I post a little bit, but there's only so much I can post really at this point because I don't have a great deal of content. But um yeah, and then my own my own personal Instagram where you can see all the stuff I do with uh, Ryan and whatever else I do. I do stuff. Stuff and things. <laughs> One of yeah, them. stuff Mine, and things. Mine, thank you so much for taking time to join us. I'm, I'm just going to copy what Tom said there. You know, I wish you all the best of it, mate. It's absolutely phenomenal. And it's great to see people being like, do you know what? Why not? I want to do this. Why not? <laughs> Let's just do it. Fuck yeah. it. Make people happy. I've got a good team around me. Good team of people helping out. So it's great. Should be good. My friends, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your insanely busy schedule uh, to sit and chat to us this evening. And again, like I said, I, I wish you all the best of the festival, man. I'm sure you're going to smash it out of that proverbial part. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime and do Sophie stuff. Yes. Are you going to do yes. a blood start this year? Nah, I'm yeah. afraid not. No. Um, Childcare. 
They've, my, my parents have refused to have my children this year, so if the wife don't go, I don't go. Arctangent? I'm thinking about going for Devin. And uh, yeah, we'll catch up soon, my friend. Kushli, take care. You too, See you later, my friend. Take See care. Ta-da. Bye. Bye-bye. The answer, ladies and gentlemen, was cake. £10 for two days of music and cake. What a great conversation. It was amazing to learn all about what goes into building your own festival and learning all about his amazing career with Ryan McCombs. Thank you so much, Martin. Really enjoyed this one. Yes, it's great. Uh, thank you for reaching out and wanting to chat to us. It was wonderful to have you on. Uh, we all hope we, sorry, let me start that again. We hope that you all enjoyed listening to it as we did recording it. It's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there, guys. We are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Mr. Stevens. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. J A M I E. Jamie. Uh, it's audience participation time. <laughs> Let's all participate, bitch. This has become my favourite part of the week. I'm not going to Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's Participation Challenge. <laughs> this week, I said, you can't keep up with the amount of animated movies being made into live action these days. Pack it in Disney. We've had enough now. So with that in mind, what's one animated property you would actually like to see as live action? Any particular reason why? Any cast members in mind? Any changes to the story? More detail, the letter. What say you, Mr. Stevens? He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Has nope. I mean, Simpsons would be weird. They yeah. made a movie anyway, but it's still cartoon based. They, I struggled with this one. Um, so I'm going to go with I've got nothing. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, I am going. I've got two. One has already been in the comments. so I'll leave that one. And the other one is, I don't know if you remember this, a cartoon called Visionaries. Nope. Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light. It was like medieval knights set in the future. 
and they could like turn into animals that they had in their chest as like em- like emblems and they had like special powers and staffs. I thought it was fucking awesome. And I reckon today's modern CGI and stuff and live action visionaries would look badass. But yeah, that was my one. And my other one, like I said, is in the comments. Let's get some audience answers. I'll be honest, we didn't get that many this week, but we'll go with what we've got. Jeffrey Carbello gives us two with two very different answers. Brave Star. Do you remember Brave Star? Nope. It was like cowboys and Indians, but set in the future. Like the the horses are like robots and stuff like that. It was fucking cool. It was like the, the era of like He-Man and stuff like that. And another one I, you've probably never heard of. It's a modern cartoon called Gravity Falls. It's on Disney. I watched it with Sam once. It's actually really funny. So I can't imagine it live action, but I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Zoe King, one we've kind of already had, says Teen Titans. Because we've had Titans on Netflix, but maybe a more kiddie-friendly version. Oh, oh, oh. Like Emotion from Mars. Yes. That'd be Just clicked. That would be amazing. Yeah. Could they pull off Street Sharks? I don't know what that is. I don't remember Street Sharks. Ah. Oh. It's like it's similar to Biker Mice on Mars, but they were sharks. They rode bikes as well, I think. That was great too. Uh, Zara Lavender says, Hotel Transylvania. Henry loves it. Hotel Transylvania is amazing. I'm assuming Henry's her son. Yes. Hotel Transylvania is amazing. And Adam Sandler does the voice of Drac, and he pretty much just looks like Adam Sandler as a vampire. So just stick with that casting. It works. Why not? That could be great fun. Graham White. This is a very Graham thing and something I want to see. We once wrote a script for a Wacky Races live action film when we were... Oh, yes. Imagine Wacky Races done like Mad Max Fury Road style. That'd be fucking awesome. I'm all for that one. And I want to read your script, Graham. Because knowing Graham, it's going to be hilarious. Lydia Manson. I would like to see a live action Tangled. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. I like Tangled. It's one of the best modern Disney films. I'm down for that. I'm down for that very much. Mally Malpass says Mask. Do you remember Mask? Not The Mask. Mask. It's like G.I. Joe sort of thing. It says Chris Evans as Matt Tracker. Walker Scobell as Scott Tracker. Orquafina? I don't know who that is. As Bryony Sato, Jeff Bridges as Alex Sector, and John Cena as Hondo McLean. He's even given us a cast. He's well into this. And Venom. I don't remember Venom. Lawrence Fishburne as Miles Mayhem. John Cena as Cliff Dagger. Miles Teller as Sly Rax. And Zoe Kravitz as Vanessa Warfield. Special mention to Mr. T as the voice of T-Bob. My life will not be complete until this movie gets made. <laughs> <laughs> with, with such a very specific cast list, Mallow, you might be struggling with this one but you never know the movies might get made in general got two left ryan williams so i feel like this is a tough question because i've seen numerous animations that i've wanted to see turn into live action movies that i've either rewatched the animation and was mistaken or worse the animation was made live action and the movie was so bad i wanted a lobotomy just to forget it i'm looking at you masters of the universe dragon ball evolution and the last airbender to be fair, that Masters of the Universe film is fucking dreadful. <laughs> However, I still have a few ideas. First, I would want to do a live-action My Hero Academia. But considering the anime is going into its seventh season, and each season is 25 episodes long, the live-action movie would need to be broken down into at least three or four movies of each movie covering a couple of seasons. Fair. 
As for who would star in it, it's really hard, considering I'm not familiar with the actors below 30, and most of the characters are in high school. But I'd definitely get somebody like John Cena for All Might. Yes, I'm definitely with you on that one. Maybe Willem Dafoe for All for One, Henry Golding or Will Yunli as Mr. Aizawa, Eraserhead, Captain into Miss Midnight, and unfortunately I probably wouldn't do the rest of the casting. So justice, so I'll just leave it at that. The next idea is a Captain Planet live action movie. Only if they get Don Cheadle as Captain Planet. No, but seriously, why haven't we had a live action Captain Planet movie yet? I'm amazed that's never been done. I love that as a kid. It seems ripe for a fucking live action movie. I'm amazed that's never been done. What a shit power to have, though, heart. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Earth! Wind! <laughs> Fire! Water! <laughs> Heart! What actually could she do with that? I can't remember. <laughs> what could she do with the heart power? I can't remember, can you? No idea. I can't remember either. Um, and he says he does actually have quite a few more ideas, but he's taken up enough of our time. Ryan, you can never take up too much of our time, my friend. Love your answers. And last but not least, this is the other one I was going to say. It's Josh Clark. Says, the obvious answer is Thundercats. Yes, it fucking is. The pilot would actually be so easy to adapt into some Avatar-style big-budget movie. They've done it for Transformers, G.I. Joe, Turtles a thousand times, and even Barbie now. Everybody of a certain age loves it, and if they can only remember the intro song. Plus, you've got to have Henry Cavill as Lion-O. Yes, you fucking do. Give me live action Thundercats now. Sorry, I got really excited then. I noticed. There we are. No, but thank you to everyone that participated in Jamie's challenge this week. Thoroughly, thoroughly appreciated. And we appreciate everyone that joined enjoying. We appreciate everyone that joins in on Jamie's part. There's too many J's. Um <laughs> on Jamie's participation challenge, though, is massively appreciated. But if you enjoy Jamie's Participation Challenge, Tom's Journal, Callum's Treaching was the shit we talk at the beginning of the interview. They enjoy the other 93 editions of the Chronicles of Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, Good Pods, uh, anywhere. Anyways, if it's a podcast app, we're there. We'll, we'll see you there. All right, come come download. Um, you can also come and find us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button. Uh, please hit that bell to get notified of when new videos are released. And make sure you just comment the fuck out of everything. Be graciously appreciated. You can find our shows on there. All our interviews are on there. All our hashtag WBW Way Back Wednesdays are on there. All our live action, uh, live action. We've got live action made now. All our live Bloodstock interviews are on there. Our Bloodstock vlog is on there. And our Dublin Crust vlog is on there. And our 2000 Trees stuff is on the way. So make sure you hit subscribe to uh, enjoy those little bad boys. Uh, we're also on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you hit the follow, hit the the like, hit the share, like put some gifts, some memes, whatever you want. And be absolutely wonderful. But thinking about it, Jamie, um, where else could you find us? You could find us buying our tickets right now for the Deprivation Festival. Only £10. Plus you can get some cake. Absolutely. Or on the Twitter at TCO Pod. And whilst you're uh, get, uh, buying your Deprivation Festival tickets for £10, getting cake at the same time, and on our Twitter, where else could you find us? Making sure to drink that milk to keep your bones big and strong. Absolutely. Or on the Instagram. 
at TCO Pod. We're also on TikTok at TCO Pod, so make sure you go and follow us on there and go and find Jamie's Chesney Hawks video. We are on LinkedIn at the Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you connect with us on there. Um, and you can also come on down to our beautifully brand spankingly sexy and wonderful little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all of our other on there, all of our episodes and shows are on there, all of our affiliates and sponsors are on there, and our little shop is on there as well. Come and get yourself some TCO Pod merch. It'd be graciously appreciated. Make sure you follow us on all the socials, and please subscribe to us at YouTube. And now, <clears throat> excuse me, just let me get that frog out of my throat. A word from Jamie. I love that every week. Before we get out of here, let's say a massive thank you to a few of our friends. Every single piece of music you hear on this show is brought to you by one man. That man is Mr. Singer-Songwriter Matt Roberts. Go check him out on all the social medias at Matt Roberts Music. If you are following Matt on the socials, you will see that BBC Radio recently played a song of his. Will we hear that song very soon? I bloody well hope so, ladies and gentlemen. But go check him out on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get all your music from. Go listen to all of his music, including his latest album, A Light of Day, is on there. It's been out for a little while now. So hopefully you've listened to it over and over and over and over and over and over again. But I guess go follow Matt everywhere on the socials. Go check him out. Tell him we said hi. And a massive thank you to Matt for all of his beautiful music. Of course, we have to say a massive thank you. To Mr. Braden Barry Andy, Stay Cozy Clothing, head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app. Take a look at whatever you like on there. There's T-shirts like the one Mr. Stevens is wearing. There's hoodies like the one I'm sometimes wearing. There's hats like the one Mr. Stevens is wearing. There's those delicious mugs that we talk about every single week. And of course, you could pick up a copy of Braden's latest album, Beneath the Roses, under Say We Can Fly. Go check out everything you can find on there. Add whatever you like to your basket and then that discount code The Chronicles and get yourself 10% off your order. A little present from us to you. And last but not least, we have to say a massive thank you to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. And we mean everywhere because this is not a UK issue. This is a global issue. We spoke to many, many people while at 2000 Trees and talked about Sophie's story and the way she was treated and asked them if they'd been treated differently just because of the way the music they dressed, the music they listened to, whatever it may be. And every single person was a resounding yes, because it happens everywhere to people in the alternative community. So please help us help them to achieve Sylvia's goal of making the alternative community a strand of hate crime like it deserves to be. Head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Familiarise yourself with Sophie's story if you are not aware and look at what you can do. The best thing you can do is get this story out to the young generation because that's where it starts. It starts there and works up. So if we can get them into schools, please do so. If you are a teacher, you know a teacher, any affiliation to any, so how your kid goes to a school, Go speak to someone about it and maybe get this workshop into school. That is where we can do the best work. So please do that. Like I said, head over to SophieLancasterFoundation.com and you can find out everything you need to know on there. Again, a massive thank you to all the people at 2000 Trees Festival that came to the Sophie Tent, brought some merchandise, said hello. We appreciate it like you wouldn't believe. And of course, we hope we can be there at Bloodstock supporting the guys. So again, massive thank you to Sophie Lancaster Foundation. And of course, last but not least, a massive thank you to my handsome co-host over there. It's on my friend Ditto. Massive thank you to you too. 
And another great episode in the bag. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It's absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Martin, for being a part of the show uh, and for spreading the love of the Deprivation Festival. Get your tickets now. Um, I do believe he mentions them. It's on Facebook and there's a, uh, there's a ticket app on there somewhere to get tickets for it. It's on the Facebook page anyway, Deprivation Festival. And uh, another great episode in the bag. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as for this week, we'll see you all next week for the Chronicles of Craig Wedring. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.